Welcome to Saltivation. The Saltivation Show is a podcast series featuring the leading voices in salt, where we talk about the issues and strategies to help you make sense of state and local tax. Hi, everybody. It's Connie and Stacy from Saltivation. We're here today to talk to you about some transaction taxes that you might not always be thinking about or be top of mind or know about, quite frankly. So today we're going to talk to you about unclaimed property and what that is and some things to be aware of in this area. So Connie has had a lot of experience in this area, whether she likes it or not. And so <laughs> she's a our certified kind of expert in this area. I'm going to ask her some questions so that we can share some knowledge with uh, with everybody here. First and foremost, what is unclaimed property? Taxpayers might not even know what that means. Yeah, unclaimed property is is typically some sort of funds that are owed to a person and they have not been received or claimed by that person. So for example, it could include things like a payroll check, an uncashed check, a vendor check, can be accounts receivable credits, it can be life insurance policies, it can be gift certificates, it can be gift cards, it can be customer refunds, rebates, that sort of thing. It can be benefit plan payments, it can even be the contents of a safety deposit box. I would say, I guess, unclaimed property is to take a step back, unclaimed property is actually not a tax, but it typically falls in the state and local tax area just because it's something that is reportable or claimable from every state. So it typically falls on the lucky state and local tax person to do all the reporting and or claiming of the property. From a reporting standpoint, you know, if there's a check that hasn't been claimed, it's not as if it has to be reported right away, right? That's that's correct. Typically, uh, depending on the type of property that is being held, the holder has anywhere from three to seven years to report it. Typically with payroll checks, it's a lot shorter of a time period just because they want to get the money in the hands of the person who earned those wages. So it's typically around one year. And the holders have, I mean, they have a duty to try to find the owner of the property, right? Absolutely. Before the monies can be turned over, the funds or contents of the safety deposit box, as it may be, can be turned over to the state. They are required, the holder is required to have some due diligence work done to make sure they can try to get a hold of the actual owner of the property, the rightful owner of the property. That can include things like emails, phone calls, correspondence. Um, typically, you have to document it so that you can prove to the state that you did, yes, I did try to get a hold of this person or company um, and they haven't responded before you can turn over the money. And so um, there are prescribed timelines by state when the due diligence should be done as well as when the money should be turned over to the state. Yeah, it just really matters. It it makes a difference on the other thing that to look at would be whether or not the state requires you to aggregate the totals. If you If you owe somebody $50 or less, typically it's not reportable. If you owe somebody five checks of $50 and they haven't claimed that money, then it might be reportable in some states too. So lots of complications and twists. Right. Well, and I think a lot of taxpayers, this one kind of can surprise them because states do audit this as well. Absolutely. And those audits are ugly, um, very ugly. They can, states can go back to a typical timeframe for an audit is 10 to 15 years. And so looking at that, 
I know Delaware used to go back like 30 years. And if you didn't have the records for 30 years, they would just make an estimate of what they thought you owed for unclaimed property. And so it can be really ugly because a lot of times, you know, we're told to our record retention policies really aren't as long as what you need for an unclaimed property audit. Yeah. And I mean, I think we, I mean, I know I have gone through some unclaimed property audits with clients and even big companies don't necessarily know that this exists and you know may not be reporting properly. And so it, it comes as kind of a surprise and there can be some hefty penalties and interest on it to your point. So Absolutely. it's definitely a, a, like you said, it's not a tax, but it's a reporting that taxpayers really need to be aware of. And, and in some cases, this could be low hanging fruit for some, for some states. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then similar to um, business personal property tax or any other type of tax, right? Or, you know, there are reporting deadlines. So what are the reporting deadlines for escheatable property? So, of course, this varies by state. It varies by state. And uh, of course, you know, the, re- the re- Tension requirements and deadlines and due diligence deadlines and all that vary by state. But typically reporting is at the end of the year for Colorado. I know our reporting is due November 1st to the state. I guess I would direct taxpayers or holders, holders of unclaimed property, I would direct holders of unclaimed property to the unclaimed.org website. There is a whole just a treasure box of information. Um, There's a plethora of information about what's reportable, how to report. Uh, They have links to the various state websites. There's also a free reporting tool that you can use, some free reporting software that you can use, and they have recommendations for other software if that doesn't work for you. So that would be the I probably the first place I would go for any questions or concerns about unclaimed property. Right. And then where do you, like, where would I go to find out if I have, like, checks owed to me? Yeah. Always a good thing to find money that that you weren't aware of. So you can go, you can also go to unclaimed.org. And from there, the website you can find there's a page where it says find your missing money. I believe it's missingmoney.org, missingmoney.com. I can't remember what, but you can go on a state-by-state basis, type in your name or your company's name and find, see if there's any money that's owed to you. The claiming process is actually pretty simple. Usually the the state will populate a form and you need to get signatures and possibly notary signatures and possibly some documentation to prove that you are the actual owner of that account before you will get the money back. But it's a pretty smooth process. Um, Having gone through it myself, it's a pretty smooth process and it's nice to get money. Yes, indeed it is. All right. Well, thanks, Connie. And if anybody has questions or you know concerns about unclaimed property, please reach out to us at saltivation.com. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended, nor should it be relied upon as legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice. You should consult with a competent professional to discuss specifics of your situation and the applicability of the information presented.